0: The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds and follow your passions to live your dreams. You'll learn how to navigate the global shift of consciousness and explore the deeper knowledge within. Welcome home. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kelly Neff. Hello,
1: everyone. I am Dr. Kelly Neff, and you are listening to Lucid Planet Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. Stay with us and let us help you experience healing. Inspiration and knowledge. The first Wednesday of every month on Lucid Planet Radio, we have some of the most gifted scientists, healers, speakers, and authors helping you to become the greatest version of yourself. And remember, you can stream all of our podcasts for free on the LucidPlanet.com, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. Just search for Lucid Planet Radio. And of course, you can connect with me on Facebook and Twitter at the Lucid Planet with Dr. Kelly and as well as on Instagram, the lucid planet to see some of my weird and wonderful adventures. Um, now, during our last show, you might have heard me talking about my brand new book, sex positive, which is out in February of 2020, right around the corner. And if you go to sexpositivebook.com. You can pre-order it, and you can find out more about everything that's in it. Now, in the spirit of being sex positive, I am really thrilled today to do a show all about the spiritual or energetic side of sexuality, intimacy, and orgasm. And this is a very complex topic that is often misunderstood. And so with me today are Dr. Jeffrey Talltrees and Somraj Pokras, the authors of Tantric Pathways, Supernatural Sex. Now, they are a husband and wife sex educator team. How cool is that? And they have written nine other books about sex and intimacy. Dr. Jeffrey is a workshop leader, an experienced executive, and a licensed psychologist with over... 30 years of clinical experience specializing in relationships, human sexuality, and energy medicine. And Somraj teaches, counsels, and writes a monthly sacred sexual secrets newsletter. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> um, his books have sold over 20,000 copies in 115 cu- countries um, through his website that he de- designed and maintains. And the couple's most successful title. Female Ejaculation, which came out in 2005, has sold about 50,000 copies to date. Wow. So we've got a lot to talk about, and I cannot wait to get into this. So let's please welcome Samraj and Jeffrey to the show. Hi, guys.
2: Hi.
3: Hi.
1: How are you? Terrific.
2: We're good. Happy to be here. Wherever Happy. We
1: are. <laughs> yes, gratitude, right? Um, so I, where I wanted to start with you guys is, you know, we have this thing of semantics when we talk about anything esoteric we have all these words that get banded around supernatural sex energetic sex spiritual sex tantric sex right it can be confusing um so i wanted to ask you since your book is called you know tantric pathways supernatural sex what is supernatural sex
3: great place to start um supernatural sex is sex that is whole body connecting your energetic and physical self to the divine, to the source. And it's a kind of self-perpetuating experience that goes on for quite a long time, and we can get into more details. But the supernatural part is that it transcends
1: your physical self. Mm. And is this the same as, say, like, energy sex or spiritual sex? Can we use those interchangeably, or is there a difference for you?
3: Well, I think it's a little more comprehensive. Okay. Because Uh, energy sex is a part of it, for sure. Um, Energy sex is very, very powerful and an incredible adjunct to physical sex so it's both it's gotcha. energetic sex
1: and, and physical sex and together. the physical and um i have to ask you know what what made you decide to write a book about this how how did you stumble or how did you work your way into this topic
3: well i'm going to turn that over to my husband and i'll i'll add on if there's something i want to
1: <laughs> perfect, perfect
2: was studying Tantra. She was uh, working on uh, teacher's training when I met her 23 years ago. And she went back and did the year-long training with our Tantra teacher. And I kind of struggled with the energy sex part of it. Well, the whole part of it. But mm-hmm. gradually, we started to make love in a whole new way where we felt the uh, kundalini, the sexual energy, uh, rising and exchanging between us at our chakras and other levels. So it could be... 18, 20 years ago, we said, someday we need to write a book about this, and we're going to call it The Dance of Love.
1: Oh, I like that.
2: And after many iterations, it turned out to to, the tantric pathways to what Jeffrey started calling when I started working on the outline again a few years ago. She she deemed it supernatural.
1: I like that. Now, of course, when you first hear it, you think, are they having sex with ghosts, right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, if people contain an aura or a ghost body, I guess we're yes. having sex physically and with each other's
1: ghosts. I love it. I love it. Um, you mentioned before we get any deeper. You mentioned tantra and kundalini. Um, so, samraj would you might would you mind explaining to our audience who maybe isn't familiar with these terms or has only heard them in passing what um, tantra is and what kundalini is?
2: Sure. Well, tantra is an ancient Eastern spiritual practice and it's based on what we like to call the metaphysics of sexual energy they probably didn't call it that 7000 mm-hmm. years ago it started. right it's it's really um, a, a spiritual practice that incorporates physical as well as sacred or soul connection so the energy from the whole rainbow from the root of the sex at the body to the top of the head the connection to the divine Now, Tantra isn't purely or directly about sex. It's about, like all Eastern practices, reaching enlightenment by becoming more conscious and letting go of the the blockages and the baggage Mm -hmm. you're carrying around. It turned into a sexual practice in the West because we're so repressed and hung up about it. It's just a, a powerful way to let go of those old beliefs and those old energies and come into tune and find out who we we really are on a soul level and a physical level, which means then simple definition of tantra, merging sex and spirit.
1: Merging sex and spirit. And also kind of that integration of the masculine and feminine, but within the self. Or is that mortalism? Is that part of it, too? No,
3: no, that's, I agree with you. In fact, my favorite definition of tantra is, excuse me, of enlightenment is, Uh, when the inner masculine and the inner feminine join together i love that and In your language that's enlightenment
1: (laughs) okay cool so we're we're on the same page there and then kundalini specifically is the energy snake coiled at the base of your spine that you can stimulate through these deeper connections to kind of rise through your body am i getting that right
2: Yes, that, that's definitely the way the ancients used it, and we, we look at sexual energy, that's the synonym or definition of kundalini, as the life force that expresses itself differently at each chakra, at each energy center throughout the body. Mm-hmm. So yes, the ancients viewed it as a, a serpent of dormant energy around the first chakra at the floor of the pelvis, but kundalini rises through the heart and empowers your love um, it, through the or your third eye and your forehead and it raises your vision and understanding of the world. and so on. so it's a universal life force.
1: This is such a fascinating topic and I don't know if you guys have noticed in your line of work um, that young people, like millennials seem to be really interested in this particular topic right now, the you know tantric workshops, Kundalini workshops, Spiritual sex, energetic sex. I certainly talked about it in my book a little bit that this ancient knowledge that has been around in our kind of collective unconscious for thousands of years is making its way back into quite a mainstream dialogue. Have you guys noticed that? And do you know why that might be happening? Well, I think things
3: go in waves. And there was a huge wave back in the 70s, 60s and 70s. And uh, tantra kind of exploded on the American scene. And then, uh, as with most everything, um, it sort of went underground for a while. And then the millennials kind of picked it up again. And now we're on another
1: -hmm. another surfing experiment. (laughs) I love that. But you, do you think it's? Now, now here's a question, though. We're, you know, we're all there's a lot of people who are seeking, and we're seeking this deeper connection with ourselves, with our bodies, with the planet, with each other. Do you need to join a club? Do you need to go to workshops for tantra, for Kundalini, for this top type of stuff, or is there a way to do it by yourself?
3: Uh, there is a way to do it by yourself. Uh, there are some people that are highly motivated. And they can take our book, or they can take our beginner's book, which they can get through our website. Um, and,
1: and would you share, really um, Dr. Jeffrey, lot. would you share Excuse your me? website with everyone, too?
3: Okay. it's Well, we have two websites, actually. Uh, one is supernatural.sex. Nice. And uh, our main website is tantra. A-T... That's
1: at, not the at sign, uh, Tahoe, T-A-H-O-E.com. Tantra at Tahoe. So. Tantra at Tahoe.com. Okay, so I just want everyone who's listening to know exactly how to get in touch with you um, to find, you know, all, all of the stuff that you guys are offering. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let's let's get back to what you were saying about. Okay, yeah. I yeah. Sorry, but I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh it's right. Okay. Um, you were talking about um, how people can use your books to kind of teach themselves if they're self-motivated. Right. Uh, but you have to be pretty motivated
3: because it means practicing regularly.
1: So and this is, a, people, this is a spiritual practice.
3: Yes, yes. And most people find that taking a weekend workshop or a week-long workshop uh, is a nice jump start and gives them kind of a hands on beginning. So mm-hmm. it just depends on the individual. The problem
2: well the good news about a weekend is you got the energy of the group and the and the enlightened or semi enlightened instructors who are connected to the energy, all wonderful in a big high. But if you come home and don't practice then you don't develop that energy mastery within yourself.
3: We've done right.
2: many, many formats of training, groups and individuals and couples and online and skype blah 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 and we find that the best way to do it is whatever worked for the individual to get them individually or with their partner to do the exercises that they learned in our book or in your book or in a, in a workshop
1: that see and that and that makes a lot of sense you know we we assume this is only for people who are in couples but not everyone who's in a couple not you don't always have it where both members of the couple want to explore this. What do you do? You have advice right. for people who are in that situation?
3: Uh, tread carefully. Um, yeah. it's uh, a, a difficult situation, but uh, it can be done. And certainly, if one person is very, very strongly motivated, they can slowly bring in their partner. Um, but getting back to the idea of individual or couples is that the secret that nobody talks about is that Tantra is fundamentally an individual process. Mm. And the, what the reason that we like to do it with couples is it's so much more powerful.
1: Gotcha.
3: If we have a couple come to us,
2: we start out with individual uh, breathing, consciousness, meditation, and sensuality exercises, which takes some time before they start connecting their energy systems. If the, the the problem that exists in some relationships and probably in the dating scene is what I call energy vampires.
1: Oh one my partner, gosh!
2: Yes. One Sorry. Just sucking <laughs> the energy from another. We we don't. That doesn't work. You need a balanced partnership.
1: Yes. Very much so. And, it, you know, it can be really hard to find balance in it. We live in an unbalanced world, right? Sure. I mean, I guess the world is inherently balanced, but human life is is all over the place right now, right? There's a lot of intense emotions swirling around, um, a lot of ungrounded people, you know. And so finding that right partner, I mean, that even, that in of itself could be a topic of a whole book. Maybe, maybe you guys have one about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've thought about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a good one. Um, I want to ask you, so we've been kind of, we've been talking a little bit about the semantics, which I appreciate you helping to set this up for people who are interested, but don't really know, you know, how to start or what to do or, you know, or more experienced. Um, but I want to hear from you because this book, it's not just a spirit book. It's also, or a relationship book. It's also a sex book. And you guys do unveil a lot of breakthrough sexual techniques, in this book. And I'm hoping you could share with our audience like a little teaser of the types of breakthrough sex techniques that you guys have developed and that you talk about in um, tantric pathways.
2: Certainly. I think the foundation is what makes sex supernatural from the more mechanical point of view.
3: Yeah. Most
2: people have desire. They get turned on. There's all this heat and energy and maybe erections in their, in their crotch. And, (laughs) and, If they respond with tension, not with the open flow that meditative practice gives, then the pressure builds up. I call it the the pleasure balloon pops.
1: Mm.
2: But supernatural sex or spiritual or any of the other semantics is you you learn to relax and focus and visualize and open the channels, the subtle energy channels. So the energy rises and starts energizing other parts of your body. If if we skip all the way to the end of Supernatural Sex, it's the key to full-body organs. But in between, there's all these energy uh, manifestations um, connecting to erogenous zones in your own body, connecting different ones between you and your partner, circling energy back and forth. Those are some of the more specific.
1: And you talked about, was it 30 erogenous zones for women and 20 for men? Did I get that right?
2: Yes. I call them sweet spots, but it's the same thing.
1: Sweet spots. I like that. So why do women have more than men? Is it just because we're more sensitive and connected?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think so. And uh, (laughs) I also think that women are more sexual than men.
2: If I ever meet the supreme being, I'm going
1: to thank her for this. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> so um, can you, what are the, the weirdest sweet spots just out of curiosity?
2: <laughs> well, uh, if you, if you examine the uh, anatomy of the yoni, that's the tantric word for the vagina. Yes. Um, there are, there are a number outside. The, the clitoris is of course the most famous one on the outside that doesn't get any, amount of the attention it deserves. Uh, oh, my women. God. Se- amen. 70% amen. Of women, <laughs> yeah, 70% of women need clitoral stimulation Our guests, so yes, uh, you don't want to ignore it. But inside the yoni, there's a number of spots. The, the clitoris actually extends. It has five different lobes that extend down deep around the vaginal canal. So each of those are a sweet spot. We know about the The G-spot, which isn't really a spot, it's the sponge that surrounds the urethra, uh, the canal that propels urine out of the body. And there's many spots that can be sensitive there. Plus, there's three deeper ones at the end of the onus, the forward and the back. The back one has a cute thing most sexologists call it the cul-de-sac, wedged between the very end of the vaginal canal and the uterus, the womb.
1: You know, and it's it's funny, you guys wrote a book about female ejaculation right. in 2005, at a time when it was very taboo, right? Right. And it's amazing now that we're actually kind of seeing it become, It's it's. I find this fascinating because people are like, oh, it's just pee. But the science has even shown, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is some fluid from the skein's glands in female ejaculate. Am I right? Yeah,
3: you are right.
2: I but thought so. because glands don't produce the amount of fluid that comes out with a... No. You know no. what they call it in porn do squirter. We don't, we don't mind using dirty.
1: Squirting. No. I... <laughs> so what's crazy is that um, I read in the UK that they banned um, squirting porn because it looked like it was too similar to, to urine and they banned all porn that features urine. And that seemed very kind of like heteronormative to me, like a little bit unfair from the perspective of not heteronormative but like you know a little patriarchal like a female orgasm oh. is not accepted you know but patriarchy i
3: think hierarchy is still in charge and yeah. it's still very anti-sex
2: you remind me of a, a student a very professional swath gentleman from the uk after after um, most of the year-long training that we we worked with him and he stood up in front of the group and he said I've realized something I didn't learn as a child in Britain. Hmm. There's actually genitals below our belts.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, they're different about it over there.
1: But we're not so
2: good about those periods.
1: Well, no, we're not, you know, I think, I think things are changing. And I think that's part of why, like you said, these waves are these cycles of energy. And so people are becoming more sexually empowered and sexually connected and taking ownership of their bodies and their pleasures and their spirituality as well. And I want to, I want to get back to, um, of course I'm going to, I'm going to keep sidetracking us just so you know, (laughs) but, um, I want to get back into kind of some of these magical techniques. Um, And I know, of course, people are really going to need to read your book or go to a workshop and really start working with these to get there. But I, I know there's a lot of magic involved in this and, and it's energy magic and it's kind of chemistry. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how this type of supernatural sex, how it can lead to those extended orgasms that you mentioned and long-term kind of lovemaking that lasts like far beyond just the genital orgasm, but the full body orgasm? Sure. <laughs> if,
2: if, you, if you tune your receiver through meditation and breathing practices which aren't that sexy or exciting for most people they're just foundational you know just like yoga doesn't make you a supreme athlete but you work on tuning your receiver raising your awareness and then you start feeling the subtle sensations that kundalini produces in in your pelvis and then as you get turned on as it starts to to rise then you learn how to connect it with different places in your body for example uh, uh, orgasm gap, that many more men have orgasms than women, a well-documented mm-hmm. thing in the literature. Yes. Well, if this fact that 70% of women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm is a true one, which I don't know how many dozens of studies I read about that, Yes. then why do you just have penetrative sex with your genitals, with the penis and vagina, if... of the women aren't going to get maximum stimulation from it. So what do we do in supernatural sex? We awaken all the different sweet spots, the 30 in a woman, the 20 in a man, and we learn how to connect them. So that, well, a simple physical example is, while we're making love, we find a position where I can put my hand on Jeffrey's clitoris. If I can't, guess what? She
1: does. (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, what we're doing, we call that a hot link in the book. We're flowing energy from two generators of sexual turn-on, and they start interacting and building and creating a resonance so it's a bigger flow throughout the body. And it
3: doesn't
2: doesn't lead you immediately to a physical orgasm. It leads you to a higher state of your body being filled with orgasmic energy.
1: And then how do you learn to hold on to that or prolong that energy? Is that just practice, or is that some people are just innately good at kind of controlling that energy?
3: Uh, it's both of those things. Some people are naturally better at it, uh, but most people have to practice.
2: Boy, did I yeah. have to practice a lot. I was bad at the
1: beginning. <laughs> you were bad. <laughs> well, I mean, and look, and look at you now. So that's g- giving hope to everyone out there, right? These are It's great that these are techniques you can learn. I think that's one of the most important things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you have to believe that it's
3: worth
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have to be willing to put the work in. Now, I want to ask you guys a side question, which is, in my research, I found that you know millennials and Gen Z, we're actually having less sex with partners than our parents did at the same age, like the baby boomer generations. Oh, but really? we're mas- we're masturbating a lot more. We're watching more porn. We're having, you know, more oral sex, more anal sex. Do you think that is masturbating to porn inherently a negative energy experience? Like, can it also be part of a supernatural sex experience? I
2: haven't. What do you think about that? I haven't read your book about being sex positive. I love the title of the subject. So, I'm going to guess that you probably say something in there that any consensual sex is good.
1: Yeah pretty much. I mean, that's the, that's kind of the point of sex positive, right? Is that everybody can decide their boundaries and their limits and their consent. Yeah. A very
3: important part of supernatural sex is what we call the tantric attitude.
1: Mm. And and that that
3: is the way of approaching and thinking about sex. As you well know from your research that, um, we are still very confused about the value of sex in this culture and yes. we're working on it and things are changing and that's a really good thing, but to feel deep down that sex is to be valued for its pleasure as well as for its health benefits as it is yes. inner relationship benefits. Uh, that's, Something that is still really hard for a lot of women. And uh, so that's part of the tantric attitude, revering sex. Revering sex.
2: At least in my mind, called tantric masturbation,
3: which is different
2: than just jerking off, getting yourself off just to have an orgasm and release the energy. To me, tantric masturbation, we prefer to call it self pleasuring just to. Self pleasure.
1: Same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but it. But if the point is to use your genitals or other parts of your body as a generator of good feelings, that can go on for hours. I have one client who, after working with him for quite a long time, started complaining that he couldn't masturbate for more than six hours at a time.
1: <laughs> oh, man, don't quit your he was day just job. just and
2: having a great time, and bodies do have their limits.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's true. But in this, in this, I like this approach though, because it is taking, it is a sex positive approach and it it seems like there's a lot of potential for healing, for healing relationships and healing from trauma too, that can happen when Mm -hmm. we approach sexuality from this perspective. Do you guys agree?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I recently had a couple clients that, um, the man wanted more sex. What he really wanted was more intimacy, but came out in the form of sex. And the wife was really not very interested in sex. She was working full time and had two children. Blah blah blah. My, the point is, is that is a very common dynamic in our society. Um, yes. Where one of the partners is not very very interested in sex and the other is. And those two need to be able to communicate about it and find ways of connecting and thinking positively uh, about improving their sex life because it's so bonding.
2: I'm a guy, so I can't always relate to the female experience there at But I think a lot <laughs> of it comes from the fact that, that untrained guys go right for the orgasm it's a gratification society effect and the women aren't getting the touch the awakening the love the words the kisses that awaken that raises their kundalini and and i find that when you reach a woman at different levels than than her groin Mm
1: -hmm. suddenly
2: her whole body uh, awakens so i think that dynamic
3: is going on in a lot of i absolutely agree
1: Absolutely. Well, and just like what you guys were talking about earlier with the, the way that sexology has traditionally viewed a female orgasm was that it's, you know, male sexual arousal light, so to speak. So evolutionarily, if penetrative sex leads to babies, then that should be what pleasures men and it should be what pleasures women. And that's kind of been like the accepted framework. Now, of course, we know that that's not true in the sense that, like you were just saying, all these different sweet spots and erogenous zones um, and I believe, though, that it's something that people want to learn. They're just afraid to ask the questions. And particularly, imagine people who have been, you know, in a relationship for a long time. And then suddenly, you know, if if the man starts doing different stuff sexually, the female might be kind of freaked out or think he's cheating um, or <laughs> wonder you know, where what it's coming from. That? Yeah, exactly. So I, I agree. Like, Jeffrey, what you were just saying about how couples can learn to better communicate about their changing sexual desires and needs, I think, is a huge topic. And I don't really know exactly what the answer is. Maybe you have some tips for us.
3: Well, you wrote a book about me, I right? Well, I did a workshop for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of the problem is we're still teaching women Subtly, but it's there. That sex is for making babies. Yes. It's not for pleasure, and um, pleasure is not necessarily good. Well, I come from a position that pleasure is the ultimate, that that is what life is all about. And so, contract sex just fits in there perfectly. But you have to believe and want to have good sex.
1: Which not everyone does, either out of their own trauma or because they don't know better or because they don't feel worthy of it.
2: Right. Well, their parents were embarrassed because they were doing what their parents did. And so the big talk when you're going through adolescence is so awkward. And I remember when my dad took me aside and started leafing through a book. And I said, Dad, my two friends told me about it in the men's, men's bathroom. He said, who are they? I mean, this is actually true. Who were the two kids that told you about sex? John Winkler and Bob Dickerman. <laughs> Wherever you guys are from my sixth grade, I thank you very much for the news.
1: <laughs> Shout out, guys! Oh my God, it, that's definitely speaking of like a purpose. I mean that those names just say it all, don't they? That's so, awesome. So
2: our culture doesn't talk about sex. I I remember uh, at a party once, a, a very open party where. Some guy said to Jeffrey, they were they were flirting and talking about are they going to have a date or not, and the guy right. said to her, "Where's your juice box?" I was blown <laughs> away. It never occurred to me to ask that. Do you remember that? Never occurred to me. What a what a what a sensitive and intimate thing to ask if you're considering making love.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. But so I think what you're saying is like some people are very open. We live in a really ambivalent society right now where. Uh, yeah. Like the millennials and the Gen Z are all se- there's all sex like everything is like sending nudes and you know sex tapes and whatever but there isn't necessarily the like energetic heart and soul behind it or an uh-huh. explanation of what's going on although you know we are seeking out yoga and tantra and all the ancient knowledge um, and it it brings me back to something that um, you you guys said earlier about the difference between intimacy and sexuality and for so long, we've been taught it's one and the same. And now what we're looking at, we're saturated with sex, but we're, we have very little intimacy. You know, when you look at social media and you look at the way that everything's just out there for everyone to see and comment on. Um, and one of my questions personally is like, how do we help people rebuild that intimacy and have a dialogue about that intimacy that it's not just sex that they want? It's It's that energetic, sensual closeness.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that intimacy um, begins with intimacy with yourself. Mm. That you have to uh, honor yourself, love yourself, and be willing to share yourself with other people. Uh, And I don't have anything against Modern means of communication, but it is not an intimacy-building way of communicating. Uh, I just read. Um, you can help me, dear. I can't remember the number, but I just read about the uh, number of millennials—30
1: percent, I think—who
3: are lonely.
1: Oh yeah, we're very lonely. We're like alone together. <laughs>
3: That's how I see yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's so another learning, you know, that now that we uh, can communicate so well via our devices, we have to go back and learn how to communicate with each other.
1: And it's weird okay. because, oh, dear. No, you, you guys go, you go.
2: That That's really a good position to explain where Tantra fits in. As a spiritual mm-hmm. philosophy aimed at raising consciousness and seeking enlightenment, you have to know yourself. You have to get inside, uh, watch your mind, still your mind, learn to regulate your breathing. All the basic stuff—the the, you might say the the energetic yoga—and when you get yes. more centered and more grounded, then you can you can own up to what your feelings are. Then you can then you can ask for what you want. Then you can mm. listen without reacting to when your partner does the same, and that really. Mm. There's a chapter in in Pathways to Supernatural Sex about that. You have to have that kind of dialogue going. It's not yes. a kind of sex where the dominant male knows exactly what the woman's body needs that gives it to her. That's a that's a very old myth. The new paradigm it, is partnership.
1: Yes, yes, and that's and w- w- when we're talking about healing and growth. And kind of that energy expansion, it, it has to come from a consensual equal partnership.
2: Exactly.
1: I think it's just hard for people. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not that hard for people. What what I what I wonder is, um, you know, there's there's so many different layers to this topic. And there's people who have been to there's people who have been together for a long time, right? And right. they're there's in a sexual rut. Okay. And do you guys deal with, you, you, do you guys counsel couples in the situation? Yes. yeah. How do you get them out it's of the border?
3: It's all part of the same puzzle. Yes. Yeah. We've been talking about. Um, so the first thing we do is we get them to start talking about it. Yes. Yeah. And we talk about it in front of them so that they begin to feel more comfortable with the words coming out of their mouth. Um, and then we help them learn the supportive, energetic, spiritual, and physical avenues to support that. But it really begins with communication.
1: Yep, you know, absolutely.
2: I, I look at it from a guy's point of view, which is uh, I'm programmed when we're making love to think about what does she want? What does she like? The last time she liked this, the time before she didn't like that. What should I do now? Am I at the right angle? Should we change? This is what my monkey mind does. That's what meditation mm-hmm. is. What I but, mm-hmm. but what I'm not doing, and I think a lot of guys are not doing, is I'm not feeling what's going on inside my body, which then gives me a portal to feeling what's going on inside her body. And when I make mm. that shift, suddenly... It's never dull. It's never, it's not routine anymore. A lot of times Jeffrey and I will have some, a series of huge peaks, orgasms or not. They're just these really spontaneously uh, spiking explosions of pleasure. And we'll lay there breathing and look at each other and said, how can anybody ever be bored with sex? It's so different every <laughs> time. It's so fantastic every yes. time. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> So it's really getting out of your head. I think that's a, an into your body, which is like you said, the point of meditation and breath work and really the spiritual path is about shutting that part of you off that takes you out of the present moment. Exactly. Or, yeah. It's, well, uh, it's, one of
3: the other definitions of tantric sex is meditative sex.
1: Meditative that sex.
3: When you are together you have an intimate relationship, you're communicating, you know how to meditate, and you're at the height of ecstasy. You just let go. And you are meditating with your partner and with source.
2: You remind me of my big faux pas when I was first learning Tantra. There's a basic exercise in the pathways book we call orgasmic breathing it's really the way that your body responds when you're having an orgasm you breathe Mm. you make noise you move and all these different things you're feeling well orgasmic breathing is a tantric practice where you stimulate and encourage those things to happen in your body so we Mm. practice that every day for i don't know how many months and and one a year or two later i really a year or two after the year-long training we did Um, We were having this talk after making love, and I said, "Uh, you know, I don't really know how to use orgasmic breathing when we're making love. Do you, you know, how do you do it, Jeffrey? And she said, just exactly like when we're sitting across from each other and undulating and looking at each other. She said, you're not doing orgasmic breathing while we're making love. No, I didn't. I never integrated. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't doing the energy practice that we would spent a year learning. But I did enjoy it,
1: changed my life. That's amazing. And and I, I want to reiterate that anyone out there can try this. There's nothing to be afraid of. Um, you know, it's not gonna lead you down like some dark, it's not like evil, dark magic. This is like our kind of the way I see it, like we all have this. Well, actually, let me ask you guys, why is it that we're capable of doing this? That human beings can have these deep energetic connections and you know, use sexuality to stimulate their entire energy system. Why do you think that is?
2: Because it's natural. The way that we've been bred, conditioned, programmed, is not. So yes. if you just get all that social conditioning that doesn't serve the being out of the way, it just happens.
1: Yes.
3: There's a, a, a fallacy that's very common, that natural sex, is good sex. Natural mm. sex is not good sex. Natural sex is what bunnies do. <laughs> and in our in our culture, uh, the average sexual encounter is ten minutes or less. Yeah, that's natural sex. That is not fulfilling sex. Mm. Fulfilling sex. Is what the ancients learned that you can use it to expand your energy, expand your ecstasy, and increase your connection with your partner and with the divine.
1: I love that, and and I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, we're we're coming off the the Me Too movement and this whole kind of collective purging of the sexual traumas that we've experienced as like a, a society as, as women, as men, as everyone. Um, how can this type of energetic or supernatural sex, how can people who have sexual trauma use this to heal?
2: Healing is a big aspect in uh, any kind of spiritual or supernatural sex, just mm. moving energy, just doing the breathing practices, just just uh, exchanging energy with your partner like like the flood in a creek in the spring that scours mm-hmm. the banks it will open your channels but that's slow mm-hmm. compared to shamanic energy techniques or more inter- more interventions um, the body tends to get armor like old energy that's not examined and tra- traumas create this tension yeah. Um, particularly around the pelvis, you never get it addressed with a massage therapist. They can't touch you there. When you're with yeah. your lover or with yourself, you're you're going for the gold. You're not you're not worried about uh, relaxing <laughs> and opening up. So uh, there are more direct healing practices. Some of them talked about in the book, and others which we do employ yes. which accelerate the letting go of the baggage that's stuck in the body.
1: Yeah, I I've had a so release before. That is that is one. That is interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um I I'm just curious um you know, you guys how long have you did you say you've been together for?
3: Uh 23 years?
1: 23 years. Wow. And obviously you guys are still keeping it fresh in the bedroom. Right? But, um uh, And yes, we are. Should I tell her about last (laughs) night? I (laughs) don't know. Do you? uh, uh, Sorry. Um, So I'm. (laughs) I'm wondering what what motivated you for our listeners out there. um, I get a lot of questions about this too of people that want to go into this line of work, right? Mm -hmm. They and often it's most of us because we have our own stuff that we're trying to work through. I know psychologists. You know, I always say we go to school for psychologists to learn to appear normal. <laughs> <And fit. laughs> I certainly didn't. I failed. But um, what do you have advice for people who want to get into doing this as a as a career, as a job, as a healing kind of lifestyle?
2: You know, we've had a, a couple singles come to us for private workshops in that exact position?
1: Yeah.
3: What would what we tell them, Jeffrey? I'm much better at speaking off the cuff than oh, trying sorry. to remember what I said <laughs> 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> I think the important thing is that you have to groom yourself individually. Mm-hmm. You have to open up sexually. You have to start talking about it. You need to take classes. You need to have a, a full background of... Uh, what's going on and how you as a person are involved in it and Mm -hmm. then uh, find somebody that you want to study with, find somebody that you want to take classes with, that you want to um, mentor with and, um, and go from there.
1: Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's not, you can't, you don't, usually people don't just stumble into this line of work, but sometimes they do. I, I find and um, there's just a lot of magical stuff. Gosh, we only have like two minutes left in the show, you guys. Oh, boy. Uh, um, Can you... (laughs) Well, on that note, do you have have any beautiful closing thoughts that you'd like to share with us about kind of the magic of tantric sex, of supernatural sex, and kind of how people can find out more?
3: Uh, Reading books, uh, podcasts, (laughs) you know, YouTube, all that stuff, but The thing that astounds me, as we were alluding to it earlier, is uh, at our age, we are still enjoying sex so much that um, we look look forward to it all the time and put it into our schedule all the time. And being retired is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: I would would leave this thought for your listeners, that... that if you, if you get into the silent, still space, even when you're turned on, when you're playing with yourself or playing with a partner or, or being handled, and you, instead of rushing towards the big, quick orgasm, is that you relax into it and you heighten your feelings and you let the kundalini rise. That's mm. when the magic happens. It's as if mm. you're taking 5% of the energy and having it make you have an orgasm when you could let it grow and grow and grow and be filled with a hundred percent of this life force, and that's mm-hmm. when the supernatural things happen. And you can do that individually.
1: Yes, just give it a try and practice and see what happens too, right? That's,
3: just, uh-huh.
1: that's amazing. Well, you guys, this was such a great show. Um, I'd love to talk to you more. Um, again, I have Dr. Jeffrey Talltrees and Samaj Pokras here. And um, let's get your website one more time, just so that everyone knows. I believe it's tantra at tahoe Is that right?
2: That's our main website, which has got lots of articles and services and all that.
1: And
3: our other books.
2: And our other yes. other books, uh, e- many fair. of them e-books, and, and a couple print ones. Well,
3: and we just started
2: want... supernatural.sex, which is a new kind of website that has the dot sex at the end.
0: I uh,
1: like that.
2: specifically cool. about
1: Yes. And that's specifically for this book. And you guys, there's so many really amazing activities in this book. So if you liked what we were talking about, and you're just getting into this and looking for a place to start, Tantric Pathways Supernatural Sex is probably the place that you want to start. And you could find that on all, it's on Amazon, right? And all online booksellers. Perfect. Well, that not, not, uh, Samaj and Jeffrey, thank you again. Um, it's been lovely to talk to you. I'm going to send you a, a copy of my book too when it comes out. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, thank you to everyone for tuning in today to lucid planet radio. I had such a wonderful time. Uh, some of my favorite topics. Um, and remember you can go to the and, uh, find all of our podcasts and, um, stay tuned for sex positive 2020. Thanks again to our guests. And, um, Have a wonderful day, lots of love, and yeah, I will be back on the air uh, with a new show first week of December. All right, bye
0: guys, thanks again. You've been listening to the hit show, Lucid Planet Radio, with renowned psychologist and author, Dr. Kelly Neff. Tune in as we illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. This hit show will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake up to the greatest version of yourself. Learn how to navigate the global shift of consciousness as you explore the deeper knowledge, passion, and purpose within. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for upcoming show topics and to contact Dr. Kelly.
1: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.